Welcome to Recovering Biblical Manhood. I'm your host, Paul Robbins. And I'm your co-host, Aaron McBride. And we will begin exploring the question, what is biblical manhood? War? What war? Am I a soldier? And how am I supposed to be equipped for this battle? Men, these and many other questions will be explored and answered in our quest as we look at biblical manhood from the Word of God. Rise up, man of God, and fulfill your role in the kingdom. Welcome back to Recovering Biblical Manhood. I'm Paul Robbins, your host, and uh, today, again, we are speaking with our co-host, Pastor Aaron McBride of Victory Baptist Church in Fallon, Nevada. Today, we're going to uh, go back to figuring out where does biblical manhood start? And uh, as I said last time, we need to go back to Genesis, yeah. first book in the Bible, to the first chapter in Genesis. God tells us exactly. Yeah, we'll pick up uh, Genesis 1, 27 uh, through 31. I'll go ahead and read that for us. Uh, let this be where we begin building from uh, when we look at uh, biblical manhood. And so it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God even loves the creepy crawlies. Uh, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. And replenish the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed which is on the face of all the earth and every tree which has fruit yielding seed. It shall be food for you. To every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth which has the breath of life in it, I have given every green plant for food, and it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So we see right there from the beginning, um, why is it important for us to note that we were created in God's image? Well, if I read this correctly, God made men and women in his image, not something just out of his imagination. God took his attributes, who he is, what he is, and scaled it down and fit it into a body that he created with his own hands. Yeah. So that we would be like God, yeah. not gods, right? Not, not, not. Don't misunderstand, but that we would be like Him, you know. And in Genesis, in the beginning of Genesis, the Bible stresses God's creativity. Yeah, He created, He created, He created 
each day he created something different until he came to the sixth day. And at the end of the sixth day, he created man in his own image. Right. Well, if God is creative, then so are we supposed to be. Yeah. I like making knives. I'm not very good at it. I haven't done it very much, but I enjoy the process. Now, if God wants a knife, God's going to speak that knife into existence and it's <laughs> going to be there. And it's going to be really nice. Yes. For me, I have to take steel that God has supplied the raw materials for, and I have to apply fire that God has made possible. And then I have to hit that steel really hard with a hammer on an anvil to make the steel start to move to my will. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not creating the steel. I haven't created any of the tools. Yeah. But I am applying the creativity that God gave me to take the raw material that God has provided and to manipulate it into a shape of my choosing as a tool for the purposes I want it for. Yeah. Which is amazing because this is a attribute that only humans have. This attribute to create things and to use creativity. Now, I mean, you might see where people have trained uh, monkeys to paint a picture or an elephant to paint a picture with its uh, trunk or its tail. But men had to be the ones that trained them to do that. That's right. Uh, Or you see in the wild, uh, a chimpanzee may take a, a stick off a a bush or a tree and strip the leaves off of it and stick it into an anthill to pull some ants out. Well, uh, yes, the, the monkey, the, the chimpanzee has changed the basic shape of the stick. Right. But he didn't do anything to create. Right. Something out of, um, something that wasn't meant to be something into something. I mean, you think about architecture, and you think about the creativity that God has given to man to think through those things. And there's some amazing architecture. I, I love going down to downtown Reno and seeing all the different buildings that are down there. The, uh, the bowling hall of fame is down there and it is a building that looks like a giant bowling ball. You know, that's creativity that God has given to man. I, I know for me personally, um, one of the areas that God has gifted me in uh, with creativity is uh, I enjoy poetry and I enjoy writing music. Um, there, there's some people that even believe that God perhaps sang creation into existence, which would make a lot of sense because God loves music. He is the creator of music. And there are people that God has put in this world that uh, just have a beautiful talent for writing music that's meaningful. A few years ago, uh, God uh, gave me um, just the freedom to write a song called Mary Had a Little Lamb, not the Mary Had a Little Lamb that you just thought of in your mind, uh, but a story of Jesus Christ being born as the little lamb of God to be born to die on Calvary. And so that's part of the creativity that God's given. And I think one of the things is, as we're going to, dive into the next little part, God tells us that we're to have dominion 
uh, over the world. But I think also the idea is to have dominion over the creativity that God has given us. If God has t- given you a talent, he expects you to use that talent to bring glory to him. Now, two things. Uh, and I'm going to approach them uh, in reverse order. Okay. Uh, talent. Creativity, an, an outlet for your your creativity that God has given you. Uh, who we use or how we use this talent is going to be a wide open witness to anybody who looks who we're serving. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if I if I go and I make knives and I make them for lack of a better term, wicked or mean or harsh looking. The, the witness that those knives that I have made is going to be suggesting that I am a wicked, mean person who, who maybe is just barely being not violent, mm-hmm. which is not who I am. Right. But if I make knives that are tools whether to use in a kitchen or out in a field while camping, while hunting. And I use all the best of my God-given talent, creativity, to make these tools. And the emblem that I have chosen to represent my knife making has the cross as part of that emblem. Then I am giving people the witness that yes i make knives and yes knives can be weapons but i'm making tools for a purpose that can be used to serve god yeah absolutely let's uh maybe move on uh in uh, i think we can explore more creativity uh as we go forward in our podcast and maybe even bringing in some people to interview with their creative talents that god has given them why they're using those things uh, but let's move on, like in our passage of Scripture, um, you know, what was the God-given responsibility to us as men? The word that you you used earlier, dominion. Now, dominion is a greatly misunderstood word. Um, as a Christian, I have trouble understanding just exactly what dominion means. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you can give us some some better insight. Sure. I, I think sometimes because dominion is not a word that we typically use today. Um, I, I think a lot of times when people think of dominion, they think of the domain that someone is ruling over, but that is actually exactly kind of the picture that's got God is giving us. Um, he gave dominion or rule over the entire, uh, uh, um, part of creation for us to use the word dominion. Um, the definition of it is power, the authority, jurisdiction, control, command, sway. Uh, it means the right to govern or to rule or uh, determine. Um, so understand this. Now we know ultimately God is the one who has dominion over all things, including us. But because God created us in his image, he created us to have dominion over the creation that he's created uh, and he created it for mankind. Now, we know that he also created it for his glory. Uh, in Psalms, it tells us 
Um, the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showeth his handiwork. And so we know that God created creation to uh, bring glory to him, but he also gave it to man uh, to be stewardship uh, stewards over, to have stewardship over that. Stewardship. That, that, that is another really good example of Christianese. Um, my, my picture of stewardship is not only authority, command, uh, but responsibility for well-being. Yeah, so there's the key word, responsibility. Yes, I think a lot of times we use stewardship uh, in the Christianese language. Uh, you know, it's something that we don't really use. People used to know what stewardship meant. Uh, uh, they would get the idea of having responsibility over like a, uh, um, a vineyard of grapes or a uh, farmland. They would have stewardship over those things. The word stewardship means the careful and responsible manage of something and trust it to one's care. So with that in mind, God, who is sovereign, has entrusted people to steward his creation. He has called us to manage it well. There's a lot of times that as people, we do not manage the creation that God has given us well. Examples of that would be, you know, uh, cruelty to animals or, um, you know, burning things, burning things down just to burn things down. Um, now, it's not to say that there aren't times that deforestation needs to happen uh, and things like that, because we know that God has created um, uh, trees to be able to grow. And sometimes when trees are overgrown and um, plants are overgrown and weeds are overgrown, it, uh, it diminishes what God desires to use his creation for. It causes things to not be able to grow that need to be growing uh, and things like that. Um, but God has called us to be wise stewards of his creation. Um, and this is the, the first uh, responsibility, it seems, that God has given to us as man because right after he says, I've created man in, uh, in my image, he tells us that we're to have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the livestock and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Uh, he tells us to be fruitful and multiply, which we can do a whole episode even on uh, that purpose that God has given us. God, uh, you know, a lot of times people think be fruitful and multiply is just talking about having children, but it's not. It's also talking about taking care of God's creation so that it can be fruitful and multiply. And he tells us to rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and every living thing that moves. Uh, he tells us that he's given us every plant and the yielding seed. Uh, he's given us uh, every beast of the earth and every bird of the air and every creeping thing that, that has the breath of life in it. He's given those things to us to rule over. Now, specifically, we know prior to the flood, uh, everything was vegetarian, right? And uh, that's that's right. Yeah. And so today, even when we are raising uh, animals, uh, you know, uh, if we have livestock, if we have animals that we're raising for food that we use today, because after sin, we know that uh, God gave us the ability to eat meat, and He knew we need need the protein and and things like that. 
Uh, but it's still our responsibility to rule over those things, to provide for them. Um, you have pets? Yes, I do. And uh, in what ways do you provide for the pets that God has blessed you with? At our house, we have about an acre of land. Uh, we have a house on the property. We have a fence line that divides the property. We have an orchard in the back. We have the living property in front of that fence. And our dog that we have has run of the entire property. So we've provided a home for our dog. The dog can go outside to do the business that it has to do that we don't want it doing inside. The dog gets all of its nutrition from my wife and I. Uh, We go out, we buy bags of kibble dog food. We also make soft, fresh dog food at home to uh, help supplement the kibble so the dog has a healthier, uh, more pleasing food source. We supply the dog with clean water. We brush the dog. We pet the dog. We take care of the dog. And in return, the dog helps guard our property and gives us companionship, uh, aggravation, of course, (laughs) The, our, our pet is as uh, responsive to us as I think God wants us to be responsive to him. Yeah, I, I think, and I think that's actually a really good uh, practical example, right? God does the same thing for us. He provides food for us. He provides shelter for us. He provides everything that we need to live. Um, and then it's a beautiful thing that God allows us to enjoy the creation that he's given us, enjoy a dog. Um, I've always been a dog person myself. We've had Huskies over the years. I love my dogs. Uh, They become part of the family. Um, But not just necessarily pets, uh, livestock. Um, This year, God blessed us with being able to get some chickens. Now, they're somewhat like pets to us. Uh, (laughs) You know, they all have names. Um, and, uh, And so... Uh, we go out and we feed them and we take care of them and we bring seed to them and we bring corn to them. And, uh, you know, when we have um, vegetables that are starting to go bad in the fridge, hey, guess who gets them? The chickens. Uh, that's being resourceful of what God has given us. And it goes back to the idea of stewardship. You know, we could just throw the food away uh, and we could throw the food that's rotting away. But what we've done is we said, hey, you know what? We're going to be resourceful with this. Let's feed this to our chickens. And, uh, you know, in return, what do the chickens do for us? They lay eggs. And, uh, and uh, it's wonderful because we're able to use the products that the chickens are producing um, with the eggs. And hopefully in the spring, we'll have some that will brood and we'll hatch some eggs and we'll have more chickens. Um, this is the idea that God has given us to have dominion over uh, his creation and if we're using it in a wise way, God will bless us for it, and he will multiply it, and he will use it for his honor and glory uh, for himself. Um, I think next episode, uh, let's begin diving into um, why man is a special creation. We kind of see that a little bit today uh, from the passage that told us that we were created in God's image. But in Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 7, It says that the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground 
and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And we'll start looking at that. Um, now, we understand uh, that we are covering a topic that maybe isn't um, targeting in on manhood just yet, but all of this, when we look at this part, is going to be important as we continue to look at biblical manhood. It leads right to where we want to go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, very good. Uh, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook by uh, looking up Recovering Biblical Manhood. We are also on Instagram, Recovering Biblical Manhood. And uh, you can also email us with any suggestions of topics or questions that you might have at re... uh, uh, now I just forgot. Recovering Biblical Manhood <laughs> at gmail.com. Thank you for that. Uh, God bless, and I hope that you have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye bye.